0: Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast Off-Season Edition, baby.
1: Uh, I got my host Zade with me today. How you doing, bud? Good, man. A couple really exciting announcements. Big time, big time. Uh, We also just released the Part 1 and Part 2 of the Transaction Week for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. I hope you guys enjoyed that summary of both conferences uh, so the first announcement, our next guest that we have on today, very, very funny guest, um, knew, knew a bunch about basketball. It was a really good conversation. We have uh, Mucho from Mucho TV, Toronto famous guy. You'll know him from his videos, especially for those videos. Um, welcome to Brampton. Welcome to Saga and all those skits. That he made, he was he was just a blast to talk with. He was, you know, very very funny guy, very candid guy, uh, as you guys will hear in the episode. And you know, it was just great to talk ball with somebody who had a, had really good input and really good uh, yeah, opinions. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and an, and an optimistic Raptors fan, which is very absolutely. refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I myself can fall into the very pessimistic crowd, and uh, it's very easy to do so as a Raptors fan. So for sure, we're excited to talk to mucho. And uh, our second announcement is something that we're super excited to announce. So. Obviously, you guys know we've been around for almost two years now, two years this December, and uh, we've we've really grown as a podcast since we started to, to where we are now, Finding Your Groove, and uh, we've seen that sort of come to fruition, and we're excited to announce our new partnership with the Belly Up podcast network, Belly Up Sports. Uh, shout out to Belly Up and all the podcasts under there, but we just wanted to share that with you guys because obviously it means a lot to us, and uh, you should expect to uh, from here on out, here our episodes start off with this intro.
2: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast
1: Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and
0: we're still here. And that's pretty much that. We're just excited to announce our partnership with Belly Up. I think that uh, we each bring a lot of value to the table, and we're excited to see this thing through, man.
1: And, yeah, and go check out their other podcasts. They've got uh, other sports-related podcasts, um, and they've got a long list of, of, of you know, articles of, of writers um, and a bunch of sports content on their website. So if you just search up Belly Up Sports, it'll be, you know, the first the first link that you see. And, you know, we're, so. we're excited to be a part of this network, and we're excited that they, they, they wanted us and, you know, Without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Mucho.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Mucho from Mucho TV. How you doing, bro?
2: I'm great. I'm great. It's, it's, sorry, it's it. The my name's spelled interestingly, but it's pronounced regardless. Mucho.
0: Oh Either seriously way, okay eh? okay we were uh, no lie we were debating that beforehand. <laughs> like Zayd and I were just talking about that before and then <laughs> that's cool man where's like what's the cultural background for that name?
2: It's Burindian. you know people think it's Mexican or Spanish or something but it's uh, it's African
0: oh no nice. way that's yeah. that's pretty cool man so uh we appreciate you coming on obviously for everyone who knows you they know you from all those crazy videos that you put together uh you know you do one for every city my favorite was brampton i'm not from brampton I'm but from i laughed Ooh. I, I laughed the most at that <laughs> one that was that one was good
2: welcome to brampton caribbeans and the brown men's rest of them act like they half black your civic is mad black you bump nav in your snapchat
0: um yo first i mean before we get into this like what inspired you to create these videos like did it just was it an idea that came up and then you realized it stuck or because those ones are the ones that i i saw pretty much like gained a lot of traction
2: oh for sure yeah they did really well um yeah i mean i i started making videos and i was dropping some like weekly or whatever and um you know it'd be some skits some interviews but the ones that always popped off the most is when I did like a, a parody, like anything musical always popped off. And then I was listening to, um, Welcome to Jamrock, the original song. And yeah, you know, I don't know. I just thought about it. Like it would be funny if I just used this to make fun of a city, kind of use it satirically. And, um, I seen, I seen Trezor popping up. I don't know that like the guy who I made the Brampton one with. Okay. I wanted to collab with him, but he kept ignoring my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, I wanted to start off by by doing the Brampton one, but he kept he he was ignore. I don't know if he was ignoring it, but he wasn't he wasn't being serious. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I just did like a, a Saga one myself instead, because that's where I'm actually from. And then that did well, and it blew up. And then I'm like, Yo, bro, I'm trying to. I send him that. I'm like, Yo, I'm trying to make part two with you. Did the Brampton one? And then that one did just as good as the first. So I just, I don't know, I kept going. And like 15 later, like all of them are hits, to be honest.
1: Sometimes you got to just do it yourself, man. You know what I mean?
2: That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> you, you want something done right, you do it yourself.
1: So you know what's what's your plan? You know going forward. You know obviously you've, got, you've had a lot of videos that have basically been hits. You know we, we were talking before saying you know you're Toronto you're Toronto famous. You know you you got your stuff out there. People know who you are. You know what are you trying to do next? What are you trying to you know really evolve into?
2: Yeah exactly. So that's the thing, right? Like right now I'm at a level where a lot of people in Toronto know me. So I'm just trying to thread the needle going forward of doing you know Toronto centric stuff, but global stuff too um but just in general like in 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 the future you know the goal is to make this you know full time and just to be a self-employed content creator within the you know not near future but soon enough in a couple years or so
0: that's cool man that's cool now are you personally a raptors fan are you a another team's fan around the league do you watch ball where are you at right now with that
2: oh i'm a big raptors fan i mean i watch you know all the teams in the league and i'm I'm like fans of players and stuff but you know my team is the Raptors yeah in and out for sure.
0: Okay we we figured we didn't want to assume cuz there's some people from Toronto that are like Celtics fans and it's like <laughs> yo that's why like why like <laughs> what, how did this what, happen what you, bro doing? like w- like what happened to you along the way to change this
2: That's especially being a Celtics fan, that's shameful that's my yo, that's Peru. my roommate. You know he's he's a he's a Celtics fan. That's a
1: division rival. Like, how does that happen? Not even that. Even it's got to be spite across different sports too. Like, you know, you know, Boston Bruins. Like, you know, Patriots. To be a fan, be a fan of, the, of any team from Boston is just nah. That's whack, bro. Yeah, Yeah no it's, it's not it so so obviously being a raptors
0: fan uh you're around our age so you were in the prime of your life when the raptors won a championship and uh, we always joke around about this because winning a championship is something that may never happen again yeah. to the city may never happen again in our lifetime or may happen in the next 40 50 years Ooh. so for us to experience that being right. our age is dope like what did that experience feel like for you uh, what did that mean for you being a toronto kid to experience a championship
2: Oh my, it, it was amazing. I mean, like that summer is going down in history, right? 2019, it was, it, it was crazy. And I, I just moved um, downtown last summer. So I came.
0: Perfect timing.
2: Yeah. At the perfect time. It was, it was insane. I mean, probably the highlight, you know, after we won the championship wasn't even the parade. It was um, right after just hitting the streets. Yeah. in the streets downtown, you know, I was, I was on top of like trucks and buses doing, doing some real white boys. <laughs> that I, that I everyone bro people did. were going crazy
0: people was, were going crazy
2: it was crazy it was like an out-of-body experience it was it was it was, it was really cool to uh to experience and just even on, on like the content side like you'd you'd post anything um raptors focused and it would blow up yeah, yeah.
0: Like, oh 100 like, last yeah. summer
2: everybody in the city cared about the raptors you know what i mean like people you work with family members everybody cared <laughs>
1: now you know, you bring up the championship parade, and for me, honestly, that parade was one of the worst days of my life. I'm not even gonna lie to you, and especially as a Raptors fan, man, that's the, one of the most heartbreaking things. So, you know, <laughs> tell a terrible us, experience. <laughs> tell us, tell us about your your parade experience. Where were you at? What were you doing? How was how was that day for you?
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, I like like the I like the unofficial parade, like when we won the chip, and I was looking yeah, at this yeah, on yeah, yeah it, exactly. You know, going crazy. But the actual parade, when they tried to put it together, got. I, I don't know. I think they are too ambitious, but I was working downtown at the time. Um, so everybody, I mean, no one was working. And then I, I I'm so stupid because I, I, I worked in the financial district. I could have just looked down from my building.
1: You're legit.
2: <laughs> legit. <laughs> and I could have just like seen everything from a sick vantage point, but we're like, Oh, we want to go up close. So we tried to go to the end, which I think was at city hall. Oh yeah. yeah we yeah, tried yeah. to go to the end over there. And, yeah, it was trash. I mean, I just – we I, were just, like, standing in the same place, um, surrounded by people, couldn't move for hours and stuff. And I guess, like, yeah. a block away, someone got shot. Like, what – I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, it's – yo, so I was in the middle of that. So I was actually – my story, my nightmare, rather, from the, from the parade, I was there – so we actually went – we camped out from the night before uh, at the end, so the stage where they were going to go to – you know, that, you know, they give the speeches and all that. Yeah, so we, yeah. we, we pulled up, we did not expect a four or five hour delay. Hmm. All right. So we were there the night before and, you know, it was like 3 PM and I'm dying at this point. Like I'm going to go to the bathroom, like w- whether I like it or not. So I'm not trying to do it in the middle of like a million men's. people. Right. So yeah, men's, right. <laughs> so I'm not trying to do it in the middle of men's. So I'm like, yo, I made an executive decision. I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. Like I need to go to the bathroom. So right outside that area there were the porta potties where there's like right beside where the shooting was Mm. so it was me and my boy my boy was waiting and then right when i hopped in there bro that thing started to shake like crazy and it was like it was shaking i thought there was a brawl like people were fighting and stuff like i was like yo i just can't have this thing tip over (laughs) (laughs) if this tips over with me in it that's gonna be a problem like there, there's no question i'd rather be dead than in that situation so then, whatever, it kind of calms down. I, I get outside. My boy's not there. Then some dude starts, like, turning the corner. He's like, yo, there's a gun. There's a shooting. So then I'm running, and I'm like, yo, what the hell's going on? It was just a mess. And then, yo, it was just a wild scene. I would have loved to be, like, in the beginning along the yeah. like along the side yeah. of the road. Man, one of our boys tossed a, a football to Drake, and Drake signed it and threw it back to him.
2: Yeah. No word of like. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I know. I swear, and I was like, man, like we
1: missed out on that.
0: I couldn't even. Rap. I couldn't even see Drake give a speech. This guy's a football signed by him.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a very sh- experience,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. The, the The parade was uh, was not the best, but yo, let's let's backtrack a little bit because prior to the parade, prior to the championship being a reality, the Raptors had to sort of betray one of their their own, right? Demar DeRozan drafted in oh nine to Toronto. He's a hometown boy as much as anyone in raptors history if if not the most, mm-hmm. right so he grew up in our system, he was here, he re-upped in our system five years, but for whatever reason, they didn't think that that was you know the future. Now were you a Demar fan, and were you sad to see him go or did you understand the business side of it and uh, know that you know from a basketball standpoint, this is what we needed to do to take that next step uh,
2: I liked uh, Demar as a uh, as a person, but I was never a fan of his game, so I was super happy.
0: interesting okay <laughs> what what about his game didn't you like?
2: Um, I don't like players for my team that can't shoot threes they can't defend. You know? Yeah, in, not very in, fair. In 2020, or I guess 2018, when it was, um, you got to be able to do at least one of those two to to, yeah. be, to be a winning player, and I like. Every year like clockwork um in the playoffs, I could tell it, it wasn't really Larry that was dragging us down. I mean, he was he was playing his role fine. What what stunted us was Demar. You know, he kept us as, as at a ceiling of a regular season team. So like low key, like even just addition by subtraction, I think I think we would have been better without him. Like it's hard. I, I had I had no problems with uh with letting him go.
1: So you, you say you like three three point shooting, you like defense. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about losing Kawhi and Danny Green that following year?
2: Yeah. Or, I mean, we lost that, Danny
1: Green. Yeah, the, the year after. But how did you feel about that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially Kawhi. You know, I I guess you could put your put yourself in his shoes or or, or whatnot. But um, yeah, that was that was that was definitely pretty. Especially after the parade, you know five more years. I really, I, really,
0: I really bought into it and stuff. So. Yo, we all. I was convinced 100% he, he was, was re-upping. Down. I'm like, yo, he's going to do one plus one. Kawhi and then he's going to come back and do one more there, year. Bro. We're going to win again. Yo, real talk. If he re-signs, we win again. I don't even want to hear it.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we especially with uh, Pascal and Fred Van Vliet's, uh growth, yeah, uh, if we ran it back with that team, we, we'd be favorites for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, in terms of we talked about how the championship season impacted you personally, mm-hmm. but you said you moved to Toronto a year ago. So around the time that this happened mm-hmm. and you've gotten to see, you know, over the past year, uh, obviously, COVID kind of put a hit on that. But you've been in Toronto for the last year. Yeah. What do you think that this championship meant for the city? Uh, because this is a city that's, you know, yearned and thirsted and hungered for this, like, appreciation from the sports world, the American sports people. You know, it's a city that nobody take seriously and we hadn't really seen a championship since the Jays in 92 so what do you think that this meant for the city of Toronto
2: man I think I think it meant a lot like first off you know as as a fan like we just you know we're always kind of we didn't have high expectations really you know we'd be we'd be comfortable with being like a four six feet and losing in the second round and stuff but now you know we're more um, confident in our team's abilities or not even our team really our management shout out to Masai yeah Um, Bobby and Masai to be a parade Contender, so you know, it made us a little bit confident, made us believe in ourselves a little bit more. But the like long term ramifications, man, I could see that championship having a similar effect. Uh, to you know, Vince Carter and all the kids who grew up on him who ended up yeah. being uh sick NBA players in the future. Like, you, you wait 10 15 years, and then there'll be like stories about kids watching this whole championship turning into the like some next Canadian MVP. Oh, yeah. we're
0: watching it transpire man. Jamal Murray, Shea, Kil- Shea Gilgis, even to an extent Andrew Wiggins like I know he wasn't yeah, yeah. it didn't pan out the greatest but we're seeing it happen exactly. in front of our faces.
2: So that's, that's one generation of kids, you know, kind of my age maybe a little bit younger, but that's still you know, you know the, when their when they're kids are looking at, you know, VC, you know, dunking out over everybody. But I think the same thing is going to happen in the future with kids that just watch this happen.
1: Yeah, 100% agree with you. And, you know, now moving forward, you know, we've got, you know, we, we, we've we lost Kawhi. We've lost Danny Green, obviously. We played our first full season without them. We've been able to keep Kyle Lowry, who's who balled out this year at an unbelievable level as well. A lot of the focus now is on Pascal Siakam. Mm. And we've kind of dubbed him to be up next. Yeah, and the Raptors put a lot of faith in him, signing him to a max deal as well. So, mm-hmm. how did you feel about his performance this year, more specifically in the bubble, man, where he really, really struggled? What was what what, what were you thinking there? Ah,
2: uh, dude looked like he didn't touch a basketball the whole. <laughs> 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 uh, it was like, it was so bad that I don't put stock in it just because he look out of it. You know what I mean? Well, I think, I think he will bounce back this year. You know what I mean? I, I think I checked the social media like a week ago. This guy hasn't posted one thing in like seven months. Like this guy is super locked in.
1: He must be training. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's going to prove some people wrong uh, this year. And I think he'll return back to Regular season form. That was an aberration. Some people thrived in the bubble. Some people didn't. Yeah, I'm not putting too much stock in it, to be honest.
1: I, I liked it. That's a way different, you know, opinion than a lot of people have. A lot of people just are so quick to just slander Pascal and say he's not worth it. But at the same time, like, yo, he's... He's still a, a budding star, a rising star. You still got to give him time to take over the reins. You got to give him the reps to, to be that lead guy. And he's going to mess up a little bit. And like you said, he, he didn't look like he touched the basketball. He didn't, he didn't touch basketball the whole off season essentially, or that whole break because yeah. of the pandemic. So. Mm-hmm definitely uh, it seems like it it sounds like you're 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 hopeful for Pascal Um, am and you know another guy who re-signed with the Raptors recently Fred Van Vliet uh these Mm. two guys are our future so what do you um how do you feel about that Fred Van Vliet deal he got his money um how do you feel about him going forward
2: well yeah I mean in regards to the deal I think he's uh I think he's still a positive asset you know I mean if it was pushing like 25 then I'd be like uh, 25 per then I'd I'd be like hey that's we should probably say yikes and stop but I think you know the market drives up and we got him paid you know what i mean we didn't underpay him uh but i do think he's a positive asset so regardless i think we'll be fine yeah. with that contract yeah i mean this year coming up I, I expect like you know marginal improvement you know what i mean um nothing crazy you know i probably um expect a, a bigger Uh, jump from uh, OG to be
0: honest. Interesting. Now, before we get into OG, I just want to actually backpedal a little bit and give sort of my take on the whole Pascal thing, because I like the point that you made a lot in the sense of like, you're optimistic. And it confuses me because I feel like people, people with the whole COVID break think it was two different seasons. It was one season, you know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was a, you know, unprecedented break that they took. It's not going to happen, you know, again, maybe it'll happen again. We don't know, but it's not something that happens every year, every 10 years, every 20 years, even right. It's very rare that something like this happens pascal was an all-star starter this year this very same season that people are trashing him for he was an all-star starter everyone wants to bring up oh he got signed max he got signed max all right well if we're gonna bring up the max he's getting paid two million this year yeah his max doesn't kick in till next year so he's become and yeah so his contract doesn't even kick in till next season so he made exactly 2.4 million dollars the year he became an all-star starter yeah um correct me if i'm wrong did he make the all nba he made All NBA. Uh, I think he made All NBA. Yeah, he made All NBA, and that's why he's getting paid thirty one instead of twenty eight million in the first year of his of his contract. So we're looking at a guy who was paid two point four mil, was the MIP the year before, and is now an All Star starter before his max contract kicks in. And people want to come in and say, "Oh, trash," you know, trash, trash, trash. All okay, NBA like, second
1: team. Yeah, second team. That's man.
0: proper, man. That that like that's top three or four in your position in the league. Yeah. So I mean, people want to people want to hate and disrespect and forget that it's the same year he was an All Star starter and had all these you know bright things and now that he's back with the team he's training he's got freddy by his side for another four more years he's comfy still got kyle lowry to kind of guide him and mentor him so it's, yeah it's, for it's, sure cute. um but uh, mucha, i want to bring us back to og because you brought up og and Zaid and i were actually having this conversation um over the past couple of days over the past couple of months even because og earlier this summer i don't know if you know he signed with clutch sports did you know that
2: oh i was kind of at the back of my mind but you think what you think we should worry oh 100 yeah,
0: that, that's besides the point that's, the, that's besides <laughs> the point we were gonna make. <laughs> <laughs> should we worry? We should one hundred percent worry. It's Rich Paul slash LeBron. Like we know, yeah. we've seen it firsthand what they can do if they want their hands on somebody. And OG is that kind of player. He has the potential to be special enough for LeBron to say, "I want this dude on my team." Yeah. Right? And we've seen players walk from Toronto to LA. Uh, you know, unfailingly over the last two off seasons, we're gonna probably see Kyle Lowry doing next year because they need a point guard. He's off his Maybe. contract. Whatever the case may be. Um But OG Ananobi, um, he's he's very key. Now, where do you see him taking, uh, you know, where do you see him being this season with that step that you're looking at? And um, considering the fact that Rich Paul got Marcus Morris four years, 65, what do you think he can get OG come extension time?
2: Yeah, I mean, OG. I think um, I think if, if people want to put stock into uh, Pascal's play in the bubble, then they should also look at how OG improved. Mm-hmm. I mean, like his uh, his dribble game. You know what I mean? Oh
0: yeah, hundred percent.
2: You know what I mean? Like slowly but surely, like it was showing signs of some bounce. Um, so like if he could if he could work on that and maybe like a little in between game. If if you can't get all the way to the bucket, maybe you know a little, a little pull up. If he could do that because I can see it with his mechanics more to have it in between game than I can see it with uh Pascal to be honest. So if he could if he could do that um then you know he's a, he's an all-star player. As for his uh his contract next year, he's um he'll be a free agent but he'll be a restricted free agent, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so you don't have to worry too much about uh, about clutch. A little
1: bit though cuz they can get him some real money and I don't think the Raptors are willing to match maybe a 4 year 60, a 4 year 80. A 60 though match. Four- if you're going
0: to give Demary Carroll 4 year 60 you better. With Giannis, you better match OG picture? four,
2: four years sixty. Four With four years sixty,
0: what? The, that would be a great. Game. That would be a, i am I'm I'm worried. Like for one day, you know, like Rich Paul just goes in there. He's like, oh, four years hundred. He's OG. Oh, he's, next years, year, he let's say he makes all all NBA all defense next year yeah. because he could have made all defense this year if he takes that step, makes all defense next year. He's a young guy. He's tall, big, lanky. Can shoot, can defend. He was a steal in the draft. He can get a money. He dropped because of his but knee injury. Yeah, that's that's it's, the reality.
2: It's it's not about, but it's if it's if he's a restricted free agent, it's not about you know, it's not about whatever his agent or whatever he wants. It's about whatever another team right exactly. Yeah him. Whether we, whether we counter it, um, with you know, that's a, that there's limited things you could do as an agent there. But um, yeah, I mean, probably not a max contract, but you know, paid some some a little below perhaps Fred, something like that. But um, I mean, bigger scheme. Like once we're in uh, the 21 off season, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to get that big fish first. And uh, oh yeah, if if we, if if we don't, then yeah, I mean. I guess you could pay the man as long as it's uh, it, as long as based on his development, it's a uh, you know a tradable asset. I'll, I'll have no problem. Let's,
1: let's let's talk about the big fish. What do you what do you think? Do you think we can we can reel him in, or do you think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get away?
2: I think we're like top three, but I don't th- I don't think we're one. We're number three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> top three, but not not one two. I, mean,
2: so I think I think Bucks are still in the driving seat.
1: Wow. Okay. Um,
2: they just have to prove prove themselves this year. Heat is uh is a maybe but I mean we're right there, man. We're right there because he seems very competitive to me and I don't know if he wants to join the Heat after um that's essentially that same team beat him. I know we beat him too, but we beat him with Kawhi there Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I guess Golden, Golden State used to scare me, but now I think they're just going to be so shit next year that uh, I think they're, they're behind us. So I think I mean we're we're dark horse to contenders to get them, but I don't think we're uh, we're number one there. Um, but there's 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 Giannis, there's potentially Kawhi coming back. <laughs> You're ambitious, bro.
0: <laughs> You're ambitious. Yo, know, the thing about Giannis, if is not already planning on moving Taste of Danforth to when they're going to have this guy here next year, he's slacking. Hey. Like, if you... I'm telling you, if Giannis... If Giannis's pitch is "let's hit up Taste, Taste of Danforth. Danforth," and he sees an entire street of Greek festival, Giannis yeah. is built different. I've so ESPN launched a three-parter. They just released the first episode, but they launched a three-parter on the pre-draft Giannis story. And Giannis is built different. He's a family guy. He's a country-oriented, culture-oriented. Um, i worry about my family my brothers and that's all that matters to me if he comes and sees all this greek culture the family vibe that for me is like the only thing that can that can really do it because the miami heat are selling weather they're selling zero percent tax they're selling pat riley championship culture Mm -hmm. um it's tough to compete it's tough to compete so i don't know i'm worried and this offseason i think really hurt us in in that race
2: um this offseason hurt wait I'm not getting how the last oh, because he he wasn't going hard
0: enough so guys. so my opinion is yeah so that's exactly it the, my side didn't go hard enough to load the team up this summer and the way that oh. the Bucs like I think the Bucks put themselves ahead by mm-hmm. the moves that they made this summer I think the heat picking up Avery Bradley more Harkless, and retaining their young core and having yeah, these yeah. guys on rookie contract that is a little bit more appealing than you know we don't really know what Larry's going to be doing next year we got Pascal and Fred on contract and we don't know what else is next so it just seems like those teams are more ready for him and for him to win right away.
2: Yeah, for sure. Those teams made themselves better in the short term, but I do think long-term flexibility wise, uh, we're kind of ahead of them right now.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with that too. I, I think Milwaukee, we know they had to make moves and they had to make moves now because basically for Milwaukee, we said before, it's championship or bust. So if they don't make moves today, tomorrow, this season, they don't want to chip with Giannis, he's out. We know he's going to be out. With with Miami, they're, they're locked into a lot of their guys and they have to also extend Bam Adebayo, who's going to get a max rookie extension or he's up for a, a max and who rookie. fits
2: terribly with Giannis
1: and yeah with Giannis if they give him that extension does Giannis really fit with that Miami Heat team not really the Raptors no. not really being contractually obligated to many people um you you have Kyle Lowry drop off the books who you drop so you drop 30 million off the books right there so I think to your point uh Mucho like you said not having having that flexibility and being able to build around Giannis I think is also very appealing
2: yeah exactly so you know our, our story is not done we could still we could still do more next offseason before we potentially sign up
0: did you pay attention to the guys we drafted this uh this offseason by the way
2: nah man you know that's one thing like i know the, the nba pretty well but these draft experts that like, know everybody at 49, <laughs> i don't know how they do it man yeah i don't know i'm, I mean, I'm gonna see once they play <laughs> we're not
0: we're not draft experts by any means like you are i mean it's, there's way too many things in the nba to keep up with for us to keep up with college kids too and it's it's a lot so we're also on on that same Bo, but we did look into him after the pick, which is usually what I do, is we'll wait for them to make the selection, <laughs> and then you look oh, into yeah. it. Uh, but man, he's a promising young stud, man. One of the best guards in the, in the point guards in the draft. He's six one, just like Freddie. He came from a uh, like a, not a big name school, but smaller. a smaller big name school. They started him out, I think it was 26 and 0, kind of similar to Freddie's 35 and 0 with Wichita. A defensive yeah. player of the year, player of the year in the conference. So he's defensive minded. He's a good guard. Shot 37 percent from deep so i'm excited to he see that Freddy. kid play and Jalen harris at 59 apparently is pretty good too uh the guard that we drive he's a bit bigger mm-hmm. um but we'll see man it's i'm excited to see uh to see that kid play i think bringing in like a freddy-esque type player and and by this point we all have faith in our front office that they're gonna select the right yeah. the best option at at the time,
2: yeah, exactly. I I, I heard kind of similar things. It looks like a Fred 2.0. So yeah. I, I, hope, I hope everybody who's saying that is right.
1: Let's talk about Serge Ibaka. You know, my, my, my boy Fetty here a couple nights ago was was heated after Serge oh, left. I was hot, bro. You know, Serge, Serge posted that video saying, I love Toronto. Uh, you know what you mean to me. You know what the championship means to me. You know what the fans mean to me. Blah, blah, blah. I love Toronto. I love Toronto. I love Toronto. But we'll see where I go. He then posts a picture of him in a jet. Uh, captioning where to next or where am I going next? On my way to on my dot, way dot. to dot 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 whatever it may be. And then pull the fast one. Signs with the Clippers. Tell me your thoughts on that signing. Tell me your thoughts on you know did Serge do Toronto dirty? Um and and, and, and tell me what you think about you know that those moves being made leading to the signing to the Clippers.
2: Yeah, I mean from everything I heard, he got offered a a one year um kind of I don't know like eighteen mil or something. No,
1: it was one year twelve by the Raptors.
2: One
0: year, twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so we. Yeah, that see, was, it, So eighteen. So eighteen to twenty. We had twenty in cap space left. Yeah. So what the what I was reading was that they were looking to offer him a one year contract, eighteen to twenty, give him the flexibility to run it back, but still be your free agent next summer. Yeah. So that's when I got heated. That's what I thought he declined. I thought he declined one year eighteen for two years nineteen. Yeah.
1: But he didn't. He took a. He declined a one year twelve, which is just just like you did. It's laughable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, flexibility-wise, matching um the Clippers' offer yeah. um it, it wouldn't have been smart. I mean, we'd have to offload players to get Giannis at that point, or I think we'd be damn near close to it. So, it's a it's a risky move by uh by Masai but it's an unemotional one which I don't know it depends how you want to look at it it's it's different to than DeMar to me because I think he still would have been a positive asset and DeMar on the match is not as we could tell now nobody wants that (laughs) 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 um uh so yeah it's, it's a little iffy but I don't think Serge did us wrong I think um I think the Raptors were just being cold and calculated.
0: Yeah, and Zade brought up a good point yesterday in our conversation where he said he just was not a part of the future plans of the Raptors. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We didn't draft him. We didn't, you know, we... we- Picked him up via trade for terrence ross he had really low value when we picked him up he struggled for a year year and a half yeah. uh, before he really fell into his role then he got moved to the bench where he really butted in my opinion that's where he played his best is when he was coming off the bench to mark and now we see you know he got two two years 20 mil with a contender right after so i'm happy for him i think we like Zayn and i did an episode covering that trade and and we like the fit we think the yeah. fit uh ibaka for the clippers is a huge upgrade from montrez harrell and um they need a leader he's a leader and they need a defensive anchor and he's just that so i'm happy to see him there i was very heated because i was you know at the end of the day you can't blame me bro he went to the clippers (laughs)
2: like
0: you can go anywhere in the world but not the clippers like not after what they did last year
2: yeah yeah he kind of went to the enemy so i I can see why, why why you're heated there but i mean Raptors didn't give him some grandfather offer.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, now, Musho. So, heading into the season, we know that the season starts December twenty second. So soon, we're pretty much we're we're pretty much exactly a month away. What are your What are your thoughts on the Raptors? Where do you think you know we rank in the Eastern Conference? And you know, what are you expecting out of them this year?
2: Uh, four or five seed, uh, second round, depending on who we match up with. I mean, I think I think that's uh, a reasonable expectation. If we go to the conference finals, it wow. has to be like some kind of fluke, like uh, the Blazers did um, last year, like we did in 2016, right? It has to be like the matchups just have to break so so evenly for us. But yeah, I mean, I'm, we're a, we're a second round team. You know what I mean? Show some promise, show some fight, and then make Giannis think that we're the last piece that uh, that 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 we need, and then that's what I hope we do.
1: I mean, if we make that that that. Eastern Conference Final. somehow, it's very hard for Giannis to say no to a team like that. Um, but I think... You know, things, I, I th-
2: things could break and it could happen. I mean, this team isn't significantly worse than um, last year. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we we almost like what we are like one missed normal layup from going there.
1: So yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think you know four four or five is exactly you know where I, I would put them as well, right in the middle of the Eastern Conference. But you know, I mean, yeah. the East got a lot stronger this year, man. There's a lot of good teams. Did they though? Yeah, Ooh. man, come on.
2: The Nets and the maybe the Bucks a little the bit. The Bucks
1: got oh, yo the Bucks adding a guy like Drew Holiday, I think it was huge. huge. Yeah, they got, Philly, but they
2: got they got five players. Philadelphia
1: made a huge move. Yeah.
2: Philadelphia, yeah, okay, true. They got they, they they got better fit pieces for sure. I think we we'll be around that range. We'll be around the Sixers range.
0: The Atlanta um, Hawks got a lot better. Oh wow! All right, all
2: right. Now, we're- <laughs> <laughs> yo, don't
0: don't sleep, bro. Don't sleep. We covered it. I'm telling you, they made a lot of key moves. Don't sleep, but
2: they they, they they did. But I'm not. I, I'll. I'll, I'll I'm not gonna wake up. How yeah. do uh, how do you, how do you, you feel
0: up? about uh, the new pickups? We got Aaron Baines. We got Alex Len.
2: Aaron Baines was actually a that, that, that was a that was I mean it's not as good as the centers we were paying 50 million last year for, yeah. right? But um, Aaron Baines was a lot, like was a great pickup for the for the stage and free agency that we're at. Mm-hmm. I was hoping we got him at at that point. I think he'll fit with the team, yeah, very well. You know, what I mean, kind of something in between uh, Ibaka and Gasol. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I'm, I'm I'm happy we got him. Alex Sled, you know what I mean? He'll, he'll he'll space the floor, you know, do his thing. You know, probably won't play too much. Yeah, our, our I kind of rotation super thin right now. I'm, I'm hoping I see a lot of Pascal at the five.
1: Oh, I Pascal really at the five. See. I think
0: they ran some OG at the five in the playoffs too. Depending on who they're playing against, you can run. Oh out. yeah,
2: true. I guess they're interchangeable. Um, I guess maybe OG plays the middle a, a, a bit more on defense. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I don't
0: know. We'll we'll have to see. Nick Nurse is creative like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, some small ball with them at the 4 or 5 uh Norm Van Vliet, Larry, um that could be a sick lineup. I yeah, want to see that. For see sure. That kind of
0: now, before we uh before we wrap it up, I just want to ask you is there any other team around the league, any other player around the league that you consider your favorite or you watch cuz like we're diehard Raptors fans But Zade, you know, he guys a team that he likes to watch every year. I have my Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then this year I'm watching a lot of um, a lot man. of Hawks basketball. So, do you have a team like that around the league? Do you change it up every year? Uh, where are you at with that?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of players, and I'm a fan of the future, really. So, um, me like last year was the Pelicans. Man, I really nice. wanted them. Uh, to get shit done, because I, I used to be a Lonzo fan, but this guy keeps disappointing me. Especially I feel
1: you, bubble. bro. You're I
2: preaching. You, you're preaching
0: to Zayd's choir, bro. This Lonzo is this exactly where he stands.
2: Like he had a sick regular season, and I don't know what he did in the bubble. Probably like top three disappointed players in the bubble. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 interested in how uh, Stan Van Gundy is gonna um, navigate next year with them. Nice. But, Pelicans my, my second team. To be
0: honest, I think Stan's a terrible fit, if we're gonna be real. I think having a young core, a young team, yeah, Stan yeah, Van Gundy's not the not the answer. Like from from my understanding of what he is, he's like an over preparer. He'll give you like three hundred page booklet on every team you're playing against. And, and you know, it's like he's just way too smart for these guys. And I think that uh, there might be a bit of a clash there. It was a very interesting hire though.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't know about the fit. Right. It seemed like a win-now move when they don't need a win-now.
1: If you're a Lonzo fan, are you also a LaMelo fan?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, whole, the whole Ball family love
1: it. Bro, exactly, man. I'm excited to see Mellow Ball and Charlotte, man. I was, I was telling Fedi the other day, I was like, yo, I'm going to watch a lot more Charlotte Hornets yeah, basketball. Those are the type
2: of teams I'll, uh, that that I'll, that I'll watch. You know what I mean? Them, um, Charlotte for sure. Hopefully, um, you know, they paid out the for Gordon Hayward, but <laughs> yeah, kinda, big time. He, he, he kind of steadies them. You know what I mean? Yeah, them, the the Grizzlies. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, With yeah John.
2: Team, te- te- teams like that. You know what I mean? Because low key, I'm kind of scared of where the, I was. I was scared of what the NBA was going to be when uh, LeBron retires. But this this new young talent in the past few draft it's crazy
0: yeah it's crazy and we were just saying we didn't even realize how many studs were in this draft till afterwards Mm. there's a lot of potential stars in the last couple years and and all those kids from 2017 just got extended Mitchell Tatum um, yeah and Murray last year so there's a lot of studs man we're excited but yo Mucho thank you so much for joining the show man we were uh, super excited that uh, you agreed to come on and uh, it was a dope conversation so we appreciate your time bro
2: Welcome, man. Yeah, it was a great combo, man. You guys know ball, so I'll be following y'all, all right? I appreciate right, that, yeah.
0: man. Thank you so much. Take Have a good it night. easy, bro. All
2: right, you guys too.